Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? And it is great because it's a Friday. Welcome into Gwen and Chris. 201 is the time. A full four hours of fun and a quiet revelry here. Well, I don't know how quiet it'll be because Tony Gwynn Jr. once again is off today playing a dad. Trying for Father of the Year honors. He's out uh, watching his uh, daughters in a soccer tournament. Uh, Good for Tony. He'll be back on Monday. But better for Scraby and I. Because while the cat is away, the mice will play. Scraby, you and I are the cat now. (laughs) Tony's the cat. You and I are the mice. We're going to just play and go crazy today because Tony's the one that keeps us in check. He won't be around to do that this afternoon. How are you on this Friday? Doesn't it feel great to be a Friday. It does. It's always fun. Always great. I uh, obviously began my day out at Viejas Arena. Uh, The Aztec women's basketball team did take on number three ranked Stanford. Uh, they should be ranked number one. Stanford is what they should be. They were really, <laughs> so they're really very good. <laughs> they were really, really impressive. Uh, the Aztec uh, women, I, you know, they actually played pretty well and lost by forty-one points. And I mean, that's being honest. Wow, they play well. They only had like six turnovers the whole game. They ran their offense well. They executed defensively what they wanted to do. It didn't matter. Uh, Stanford's women's basketball team, that was uh, some sight to see out at Viejas Arena this morning. And there was like 4,000 people out at the game. So uh, great attended, uh, great attendance out there. A lot of people came out. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm calling right now that Stanford wins the women's basketball championship come March. I'm making that pronouncement wow. right now, Scraby. I've seen, I've seen the Aztecs play UConn. Back in the years when UConn won national championships, I saw them play South Carolina one year when uh, the South Carolina won the national championship. I saw the Aztecs play uh, Texas A&M one year. Texas A&M went on to win the national championship. This Stanford team kind of reminded me of those teams, so they're good. And uh, end of story. What what was it like? Because I always find it interesting to hear what was it about a good team that stuck out to you. What stuck out to me was their attention to the little details, and that's what Stacy Terry Hudson told us they did yesterday. They they run their offense to perfection. They play hard on defense. They don't take anything for granted. They are already better than you, and then they try to outwork you on top of that 
That's what makes a great team. I mean, if you're if you're hoping if you're the Aztecs that you know they're going to look past you, they're going to take it easy, you know, you're going to be able to get off to a good start, kind of catch them by surprise. But that's not what happens with great teams. Great teams show up and they know they're better, but they play like they're better too. And that's what really impressed me about Stanford. Uh, they obviously they have the size, the athleticism, the strength to go along with all of that. So uh, they they left no opening. They left no stone unturned. They left no reason for the Aztecs to ever think that they were going to be able to pull off an upset. And that's just how you do it. It's demoralizing. It is. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson used to walk out of the corner and deck you seven seconds into the the fight. That's also demoralizing. And that pretty much put an end to your chances of pulling off an upset. I mean, you know, that's what, you know, great teams don't mess around. And that's uh, what I what I saw from Stanford today. You know, their head coach is Tara Vanderveer. Don't know if you know that name. I do she not. is in her thirty eighth year at Stanford. Wow. She has won one thousand one hundred and ninety four games, and she is nine away now from passing Coach K to be the winningest college basketball coach in any sport at any level anywhere. And uh, she's really, uh, you know, she does a phenomenal job. Her kids come there. They play hard. And if you don't play hard, <laughs> you're not, not going to play. Yeah, yeah, that's simple as that. And they're so good. I mean, they're so skilled. It's so crazy to me to watch, you know, one certain level of athlete play against another level of athlete yeah. to realize that there's just always another level up there. You know, it's like when you watch the Aztecs. Tonight, the Aztecs men are playing UCSD, right? They are. There's some good players on both sides. You could see Jaden Ledeem making it to the NBA. I, 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 you know, I would think he's certainly going to get a pretty good look. He's got the size, the build, the, the you know, the, uh, the skill. Uh, you know, I would think Jaden Ledeem is going to get a chance. But just think about the level of player that are in the NBA now and how good they are I was gonna say versus Jaden Ledee. And then take another step for where Giannis and Donkic and LeBron and Steph Curry Steph Curry and Shea Gilgis Alexander and Embiid and the rest of the go to that level. I mean, I can't. Right? <laughs> you can't even you can't even imagine how good those guys must be. I I've always wished like if there was one thing I could do, it would be to have like a game in a professional athlete's body and just know what it feels like to be great like that. Because yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think none of us do. None of us do. Uh, you know, we think we do. We go out. We, we go out. We play in our you know weekday softball games and we hit a ball up against the fence and we think for a moment, you know, that we're Vlad Junior. <laughs> but we're not. And we never will be. No, so, unfortunately uh, not. It was uh, it was fun to watch. I, I like to watch great you know players and great teams, and it was fun to see Stanford out there today. Uh, here's the one story that caught my eye today. Before we get into what's new, if any, there's really nothing new with the Padres. They didn't lose anybody. They didn't gain anybody today. No, uh, I know we're one day closer to. Juan Soto probably being traded. I think I'm going to surprise you with my thoughts on the Juan Soto. All right, thing. well, I'll get them in All a right. minute. This was the 
This is ESPN's got to work on their headline writing. Uh oh. ESPN has oh. got to ESPN's <laughs> got to work on their headline writing. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Here <laughs> is the headline on ESPN.com that caught my eye today. Dead Longhorn found at Oklahoma State frat before Big 12 title game. I'll read it again. Dead Longhorn found at Oklahoma State frat before Big 12 title game. That's the headline. I know. I clicked. What I thought when I read it was that a Texas Longhorn player too. had died yeah. at an Oklahoma State fraternity yeah. ahead of the Big 12 title game. Yes. I thought a person had died. I was like, they're going to have to move the game. They're going right. to have to do something. You can't play this game. No. It's supposed to be tomorrow. It's for the Big 12 championship. A dead Longhorn, you can't be playing this game. It's a very tragic thing. I mean, this is a tragic thing, but... This is not anywhere near as tragic as it turns out. It's still tragic. It is. A dead Longhorn cow. Like an actual Longhorn. An actual Longhorn <laughs> cow what was found. And this is pretty disgusting, frankly. It is. But somebody left a dead cow on the lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity... The day before Oklahoma State and Texas play in the Big 12 championship game, there was an expletive carved into the side of the ca- – I'm not going to read it, anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm not the, reading anymore. Whoever did All this I'm, is a serial killer in the making. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. But I brought it up because I really want ESPN to never write another headline that says, Dead Longhorn found at OK State before the game. <laughs> I know. Because I, I really thought – a player had died somehow in some way. But no, it was an actual actual longhorn. You know, um, I hope that, I'm assuming this is going to be, I don't even know if it was found on an Oklahoma State, yeah, an Oklahoma State's lawn. Why would a longhorn fan kill kill its own mascot? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm actually trying not to even think any more about this. It's bugging me to that extent. I'm hoping whoever's team this person cheers for who did this, it's a curse for the rest of time. It had to be a Texas But that's so weird. Why would an Oklahoma State person do that to somebody at their own fraternity? But why would a Texas fan bring a dead longhorn to a lawn and do all this crazy stuff with it? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Campus uh, newspaper talked to uh, police authorities. Uh, This quote sums up the whole thing. Uh, Stillwater police officer T.J. Lowe, it's a very cruel crime to be committed. Nothing is worth doing that kind of crap. He's absolutely right. So we'll leave it at that. 100%. I'm going to be on this story, so. You want you want to you want more information? I, no, I well yes, and I would like to see who did this to this poor Longhorn because this poor Longhorn had nothing to do with it. And I, I ever since I got my dog Lucky, I've always been an animal lover. But ever since I got him, I, I, I my can't. animal love has has extended this is, to everything. This is my animal love. Okay, in a movie, <laughs> if ten human beings are shot dead, oh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm cheering. If one dog is as so much as shoved to the ground, yeah. I'm like, ah! Yeah, me too. There was right? actually a news report that was going viral about six months ago, and it was 
about this horrible crime that happened with uh, with a woman being murdered by someone, and then they followed it up with uh, someone leaving a dog at someone's doorstep and just driving away. Okay, and more people were uh, were upset about the dog right. being left at the door right. than they were about the person. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, like in cowboy and Indian movies, yeah. or westerns, I the guess westerns, is a better yeah. way to call it, right? <laughs> Indians is not an acceptable term anymore. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but in a western, when uh, one of the cowboys gets shot, mm-hmm. don't care about him. Just want to make sure the horse runs away safely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So that's how most of us are. Uh, one more quick note before we move on from this TMZ, otherwise known as 30 Mile Zone Chat. <laughs> Do you know who Nardo Wick is? I do after you told me. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know until about 20 minutes ago. I didn't either until last night. Nardo Wick is a a young rapper, and uh, his uh, entourage beat up some poor kid that went up to the rapper and asked for a photo after a concert. This kind of behavior has got to stop people. Yeah. Come on. This is bad. It was the elite. I saw the video. It's bad. Isn't it bad? It's really bad. And now and that you know we mention it, everyone's going to want to look it up. But I, I just thought it was interesting because I'd never heard of Nardo Wick. But to Nardo's credit. I was just about to say. He was actually stepping in as his entourage was beating this he poor kid up. He was trying to stop it. And he was trying to stop it. He was a little late to the party, though. Yeah. Uh, kid suffered bad concussion. He's been hospitalized. I think he's going to be okay. But this world has run amok. Here's a little PSA. It really, really is. Let's go back to talking about whether Juan Soto is going to be traded. (laughs) One more thing, because this is a PSA. I think I've said this on the show before, but I met a guy in rehab one time that told me one time, like I've been there many, uh, he actually ended up having a friend punched in the face downtown. The friend fell, hit, hit his head, and passed away, and that person who threw the punch is in prison now. Things can go sideways very quick. Yes. Very quick. Yeah. And it's it's more common than you would think. All right. Well, let's get back to the happy world of sports. Uh, <laughs> the happy world. The world that includes Pete Carroll yelling obscenities at officials last night in the Dallas-Seattle game. Officials who called 29 penalty. No. Sorry. 19 penalties for 257 yards. That's a quarter of a thousand. I had to. I almost stopped watching. Please let them play. I almost. That really watching. had a chance to be a great game last night. Had the officials not completely ruined it. In the Big Five, I'll tell you what Geno Smith said about that final play. All right, it's we'll hear kind about of interesting. that. I bet it is. Uh, <laughs> we are underway for a Friday, as you can tell by the tenor of the program. It's going to be kind of a, a relaxed afternoon. So uh, sit back, enjoy. Mark Ziegler will come on to help us preview tonight's San Diego State-UC San Diego basketball game. We will have our regular features for you as well, the Daily Gambit. We'll have Chris versus the fans. We'll have the Big Five. We will also have our Friday countdown. It's all coming up. Gwen and Chris, not only can you watch us on the stream YouTube, you can listen right here on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, Scraby, I don't spend a lot of time on uh, Twitter. It's called X now, but you know what I mean. I do. But I was uh, thumbing through yesterday. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. Matt Scraby today. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. is idle. Got a tweet yesterday, 20 hours ago. When would that be? Um, yesterday. All right, yesterday. Uh, it's from, I'm not going to even say who it's from, doesn't matter. Because what matters is what the person tweeted. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know where you're going with this. It said, and I don't know what this person was referring to. But I know who he was referring to. All right. Here's what was written. Change the title to Chris and the Bully. Chris and and the Bully? Bully is in capital letters. B-U-L-L-Y. A very good example of aggressive behavior. I'm not interested. Wait. Is he talking about me? Pretty sure. What did I do? Tony wasn't here yesterday. What did I do? Instead of the show title being Gwen and Chris, change the title to Chris and the Bully. Now, I know that this person couldn't ever be referring to Tony, the nicest guy in the world, as the bully. So I'm assuming that's you. I don't don't know. What did you do? I don't know. What did you do on the phone to somebody yesterday? Oh, it was on the phone? I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. I know that you get mad at phone callers sometimes. Did you do something that I'm not aware of? I I, um, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'll be honest don't. with you. I would call you a lot of things. Bully's not And I have called you a lot of things. Yeah, bully I've never thought of. <laughs> I, I don't find you to be that way at oh, all. Wait, so tw- okay, now, we, now, now the time thing makes sense to me. Okay. 20 hours ago from now was would- about... 5.30, right? No. Yeah, yeah. 6.30? I, I really It would don't. have been after the show yesterday sometime, right? 
I don't know what I could be. I don't know what you did. I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, I like to take advantage or take uh, suggestions from listeners out there. So welcome back to Chris and the Bully. (laughs) 2.23 is the time. (laughs) You're the bully. I got to say. um, Don't take this to heart and, like, not sleep all weekend Oh, no, no, no. Please don't do that. Honestly, I'm I'm way more concerned. The cameras aren't working, so I'm sorry to everybody out there. cameras aren't working? I don't know why. You're more worried about that. It's just like being annoying. Anyway, hopefully they can hear me right now, hear us right now. Um, I was telling you, I have a different take on this thing at the winter meetings. Oh, yeah. Winter meetings are coming up next week. Let's get back to that. So the winter meetings, like I was so upset when the Padres did not hire a manager when all the other managers were being scooped up. And I was so upset that they... Let Bob Melvin go. I was very upset about the manager stuff. Okay. Here in this world that we live in now with Juan Soto 99.9% traded, I am going to be patient with this, Chris. I don't want to hear news early. I would rather hear news late because that means that the Padres are exhausting all efforts to get the best return for Juan Soto. They have to make this trade Perfect for, for so them you're not on in a hurry side. to hear the I'm news. Not, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be upset if I don't hear something by Wednesday. Gotcha. I would much rather them accept the right deal than a deal that is a deal that gets him out of there and they can start building and moving on. But if they need to keep him for the next two months, keep him for the next two months. If there's a team that comes to you in spring training and gives you a great deal. There you go. Take that deal. But I'm not rushing this one. All right. Well, I'm not rushing either, but I do feel like it's something that has to be done. We talked about it yesterday. They've got to uh, fill so many holes. I mean, you've got to fill uh, starting pitching. You've got to fill a couple of bullpen spots. You've got to you know, at least have the makings of a bench. Uh, you need a designated hitter. You need a center fielder. Which Trent Grisham, we didn't really talk about much yesterday, but there are a lot of rumors that he is on the trade block. So I think that they he could, could be find on the trade t- bed lot. Who is going to take? Him? I think that there is a team that would want be okay who? with his defense. Who would want him? He's Someone won two who- gold gloves, and I can't imagine anyone would be interested in Trent Grisham and a one ninety batting average at best. There's a team out there with a center fielder that can't play center field but can hit and they were like man i wish we had a guy that would play center field nobody wishes they had a center fielder that hits 190 nobody center field is too important of a hitting position obviously you've got to be able to field but the guys that hit 300 and play center field can field close enough to what grisham does that his low batting average does not make a difference you can get away with a middle infielder that hits a low average you cannot get away in this day and age of major league baseball with an outfielder or a corner infielder that can't hit over 200 and if you don't believe me just ask the padres they missed the playoffs this year. The only time they did anything was when Trent Grisham shockingly got hot during the playoffs last year. And it's one of the reasons why they advanced to the National League Championship Series. But prior to that, anyway. I, uh, just, I, I've had enough of watching Trent Grisham strike out with I, runners I'm, on third I, base. Hey, I'm with you. There was a lot of times I can't, last year. I can't watch it anymore. There was a, there I were can't. a lot of moments last year where Trent Grisham came to the play with the with the bases loaded. I, I specifically remember, I think they were playing the Royals during a day game. 
Bases loaded in like the sixth or seventh inning. Uh, no outs. Trent Grisham up. It didn't happen. And then they didn't get any runs in the entire inning. And they lost to the Royals. But I just got a text from our boss. Ten minutes ago, Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn dropped a new article with an update on Juan Soto. Um, the latest news. <laughs> what are they updating? What could they possibly be updating? Well, the latest news is that the Yankees and Padres, of course, are talking, mm-hmm. but they are very far apart. And oh it, my God, that's well, never mind. I, uh, somebody, somebody call Nardo Wick and explain <laughs> to him that there's been a development in but the here's Juan a new Soto trade negotiations. Here's a new development. The Blue Jays are now one of several teams that are interested in Juan Soto. Everybody's going to be interested in Juan Soto. I don't know Soto. about everyone. None of this is a development to me. This is a development. It's not a development you to know me what that they can teams do? are going to be interested in the guy. He's one of the best players in baseball. Trade him for Kevin Gossman. We need straight up? No, not straight up. But All right. Kevin Gossman's got to be a part of that. They need pitching. They're not going to get a high-priced pitcher in return. They're going to get a young, good arm, somebody with some major league experience, but somebody who's not that expensive. Kevin Gosman's far too expensive. There's no reason to trade Juan Soto if the kind of player you're getting back is Kevin Gosman and a gigantic contract that he has. That's not going to do you any good. There's a there's an infighting on the chat right now about whether I mean this this whole thing, and I'm going to ask a question to the Big Five about this, but this whole thing has caused major rifts amongst Padres fans because there's people on the keep Soto side, there's people on the trade Soto side. I understand both sides, but they what I say to the people that say don't trade Soto is where are they going to find starting pitching for next year? If you don't trade Soto, you're going into the year with a uh, with a ragtag group. Of of rotation, including you, Darvish and Joe Musgrove, they have to find three more. I love when you get kind of stuck in the middle of a sentence, and, and I, I just sit here tag. waiting for you to try to figure and out I use your, tag. how to get out of it. Yeah, I just kind of sit over here quietly. Whenever Tony stumbles, I try to throw a word in to help him, but with you, I don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, you know why? Because it's more fun to see me struggle. No, because you're a bully. I am not a bully. Apparently, you are. Somebody thinks so. Uh, Mark Ziegler is not. That we know for sure. He is uh, one of our all-time favorites on this program. Aztecs play the Tritons tonight. San Diego State, UCSD in La Jolla. The latest on the red and black basketball squad. You know what we used to call basketball team when I was in high school? Oh, let me, to differentiate on, them from the football on. team and differentiate them hold from the on. baseball team? Um, let me guess. Uh Peach Basket Hoopers. Cagers. Cagers? Yep. C-A-G-E-R-S. What? Yeah. Look that term up. It's a, it's a term that used to refer to basketball teams because basketball way, way back when, Scraby, was played uh, with a cage around yes. the court. I'm seeing this now. How about that? All right. You back, never know. Back when I grew up. You never know. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised that they even had fences when you grew up. Ah, that's funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, you bully. That's something a bully would say. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. Mark Ziegler, more Gwen and Chris coming up. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We're doing our countdown today in the 3 o'clock hour. 
So you can look forward to that. I'm not going to tell you what we're going to count down today, but we always have fun with that. I thought of that, Scraby, as we come back, because just like seven seconds before we came on the air right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little insight into things that people don't know. Why? I bit the inside of my <laughs> lip. Why did you stop eating during the show? As I was eating uh, some crackers. You cannot be trusted eating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really can't. It hurts. <laughs> That's one of life's little little painful moments when you bite the inside of your lip. No, it is. And then what happens once you bite it, it normally swells up a little bit. It stings. And you're more likely to bite it again. You see what I mean? I do. Yeah. I do. I bit so my it, I bit my um my tongue on Thanksgiving uh, and just now like in the last Just two now days, it's getting better? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like a cracker? No, I hate those I, crackers. I know you you know I hate those crackers. You do. You really do. <laughs> I I've never I mean you're a bully and you I am not you're a bully. Taking me that out on crackers now. I want that bully person to come in studio and see what I deal with every day. 237 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, no Tony Gwynn Jr. today. He will be back. On Monday, and uh, we've got a big sports weekend ahead. Uh, you've got all the uh, college football conference championship games. Uh, it begins tonight with Oregon and Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Not only is it the Pac-12 championship game, Scraby, it's the last game that will ever be played in the Pac-12. That's it. Oh, yeah. Conference dissolves after this game that. tonight between Oregon and Washington. Those two schools... Uh, along with USC and UCLA, right, go to the Big Ten. Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, which is stupid. <laughs> and uh, Arizona and whoever else goes to the Big 12. I can't even think of them all, but you know I what I mean. I can't either. Yeah, the I, do. Whole, I do. The whole conference is completely dissolving after uh, this game tonight. So Oregon and Washington will uh, play the Pac-12 swan song. Uh, tomorrow, Georgia, Alabama for the SEC title. Go Tide. You better Go record tide. that. When's the last time I said Roll Tide? Never. Never. I've never said Roll Tide before, but I always root for chaos. I'm going to stand behind Adam and I'm going to go with Georgia. Are you really? Yeah. I always, team. I always root for chaos at the college football playoff. And if the, the best way for chaos is for Georgia to lose tomorrow and open it up for... You know, who knows who else to get into the college football playoff. But uh, we'll talk more college football as we go along. We'll preview week 13, the Sunday in the National Football League as well. But tonight in La Jolla, should be a lot of fun. The San Diego State basketball team takes on UCSD. Our guy Mark Ziegler will be there if he's not already. Mark, how are you today? Good to talk to you, sir, as always. Well, you got me in the, in the arena like five hours before tip-off? Why, well, you know, no, I really didn't, but I thought maybe you'd, I don't know, maybe you were driving around doing a little shopping in La Jolla before the game. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I know you're, I know you're dedicated. You're, you're there early. Yeah, not but that. Yeah, early. I'll be going up there in a couple hours. Yeah, you'll be there in a couple hours. I will say your, uh, your daughter's women's basketball team is as good as ever. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they blew out the, uh, poor Aztecs, uh, this morning at Viejas Arena, but, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's men's game. I, I mean, you know, UCSD, uh, look, I don't know that it's a 100% pushover for San Diego State, and I'm sure San Diego State can't afford to think of it that way, can they? No, because it's it's one of these cross these weird cross-town games. They've been in enough of, the, enough of them, you know, going back to the days when they played 
uh, USD every year, and every other year they had to go to Jenny Craig or before that up to the Sports Center. And, you know, they learn from experience. Those games, uh, the metrics, you, you know, the old proverbial throw them out the window, you really do. And, and um, the lesser team always plays, you know, 100, 150 spots better than, than what their record or what their metrics say they are. Uh, and, and now you're on the road and hostile environment and, and uh, you know, and you're, it's hard to get, you know, 18, 22 year old guys to, I mean, I think they are going to take it seriously, but to take it as seriously as they will when they go play Gonzaga. And so um, it just, there's a lot of equalizers, put it that way, that, that probably will make it closer than it should be. We're talking to Mark Ziegler here, San Diego Union Tribune. I got a prerequisite for my question, but do you think Jaden Ledee is a draft pick in the NBA? You know, it's really interesting. I was talking to some NBA scouts about that, um, starting to garner more attention from them. And they didn't give me a yes or no answer. They, they kind of said, you know, five years ago, we would have said no, uh, because the game had just gone shifted so much to, you know, uh, pace and space and, and shooters and, and all that. But they said, now there's, there's, you know, 30 guys in the league like him. And, and so that would be a yes. But then they said, he's going to be, I think 25 on draft day, 25 or 26. Um, you know, it's his sixth year of college. And, you know, how do you compare him to an 18-year-old kid Yeah, uh, who's got his career ahead of him? You know, his, his career is, you know, if you think players start to, to, to go on the, you know, down the opposite side of the mountain, that, you know, maybe 30, 31, you know, he's got five years to go and as opposed to 10 or 12. So I think those are the kind of the push and pull things that's going to be interesting. But at the end of the day, only one team has to draft him. Yeah. Or want him, it, you know, the other 30 odd teams don't have to. And so uh, I think he's going to get a lot of interest as the season goes on. And, and maybe somebody will see a skill set that he has. That they think is valuable and, and he'll get a shot. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for answering that. Because the reason I asked that is I, I was talking to a friend the other day and they were asking me if the amount of NBA players or potential NBA players that come through a program, is that a, mar- or a marketing tool? Is that a recruiting tool? Like, do, do players look at schools and say, hey, those guys are having players go to the NBA. I want to be at that school. Or is that not a thing? Oh, 100%. That's a thing. It's a big recruiting tool. And that's why... San Diego State with Kawhi Leonard, uh, it, you know, they just have to say the name Kawhi. Everyone knows he went to San Diego State, and and you hear every player who's between six five and six eight uh, who comes to San Diego State says, "Oh, Kawhi is one of my favorite players. I want to be like him." And so that that is a big recruit tool. But it's not just having one guy; it's having a bunch of them. So Malachi Flynn helps Jalen McDaniels. That's a big feather in their cap. That's a guy who came and redshirted, and. So now it's not just, oh, you had NBA players there. You developed an NBA player. Because if you redshirted, that means he was kind of a more of a development project. You must have done some great things during that, that year that he redshirted. So that really helps them. And then you have guys like, you know, Jamal Franklin, Xavier Thames, who got drafted. Um, uh, Malcolm Thomas, you know, played a little bit with NBA teams. And you have those other guys uh, on the periphery. Uh, Jordan Shackles, another one uh, that all – that they just sort of add to it. And so, yeah, it's a big, it's a big part of the recruiting and, and the, and the coaches always are reminding recruits of that. You just mentioned some names, Mark Ziegler's with us, but we were talking about this on the women's side after watching Stanford play today, but you mentioned some names like, you know, Xavier Thames and Malcolm Thomas and Jordan Shackle. Uh, 
And it just makes you unbelievably appreciate how really good the NBA players must be, right, Mark? I mean, because, oh. I mean, Xavier Thames, what couldn't this guy do? Same for Franklin, same for Shackle and his shooting ability. But his shooting ability right now is only D-League good. It's not NBA good. I, it's just insane. And when you say that, you know, uh, Jaden Ledee is not really necessarily a draft pick, I mean, he's one of the more dominating players in the in the nation, but that's just the level that is still out there. Yeah, and the other thing too is um, you have these 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 things like overtime elite, uh, the G League, the young team, the G League. Uh, so a couple overseas leagues are getting kids out of high school and spending their one year out of high school playing professionally, and so the draft is only sixty, you know, sixty picks, fifty eight. I think it was last year because there were some penalties, but. Um, you know, of those 60, 60, however many picks there are each year, you know, a third of them, maybe even a half of them sometimes are, you know, foreign players as well, um, are U.S. players. So you're looking at all these players playing college. There's 360-odd Division One programs with 13 scholarship players on each of those teams, and yet only maybe 30, 35 of them will get drafted every year. Yeah. And of those 35 to get drafted, probably only 15 or 20 will make an opening night roster. It's unbelievable. So it's a very, very small number. You start doing the math, and yeah, you can have really good players. I mean, Matt Mitchell was a really good, yeah. good college player, four-year starter, and he's crushing it in Europe. He played in France. Now he's in Turkey. But, you know, Matt Bradley played in the National Championship game, and he's in Germany. And it just tells you how how hard that next level is. And you're right. It, it's it's a huge jump, much bigger than anybody ever realizes. It's amazing. Uh, Mark Ziegler's with us. Aztecs at UCSD tonight. Uh, give me a little uh, Reese Waters. Uh, coming up big at the offensive end for sure. Uh, he's up to 16 points a game now. How is he doing fitting in with the Aztec way at the defensive end of the floor? Because, you know, he's joining a bunch of guys that have already been through what the Aztecs expect defensively. Where's Reese Waters at on that side, Mark? That's a great question, and, and he would be the first to tell you I'm not there yet. Um, he still, though, and this is what's really promising, has not been – like when Matt Bradley first came, you could kind of tell, oh, he's the guy who hasn't played the system before. But he's out there because he's really good offensively, but uh, a little bit of a defensive liability in certain situations, uh, particularly on ball screens. And with Reese, you can't tell that as much, which tells you that by midseason, he's going to be an elite defender because he, he has been that. Uh, before and he has the the size. When you stand next to him, he's a lot taller than I think he looks on TV. Uh, or you think of with his skill set, you think of him as a six two type player. I mean, he's a good six five, maybe six six, and he's put together. And so that size really helps him defensively too. Um, and so I, I I think he's you know if Jaden Lee wasn't putting the numbers that he's putting up right now. All we'd be talking about is how Reese Waters is this incredible player and what a get they got, and he's the best player in the Mountain West and, you know, all these things. But because he's kind of in the shadow of a guy who's, you know, getting 25 and 10 every single night, uh, he's kind of, I don't want to say forgotten, but he, I don't think he's been appreciated as much as he probably should be. I mean, he's been a huge revelation. And the fact that he's doing this so early in his new stop and still figuring things out with his new team is really impressive to me. I think he's going to have some monster games as the season goes on. 
Talking to Mark Ziegler, San Diego Union Tribune, about the Aztecs basketball team. And uh, we had Stacy Terry Hudson on yesterday. We asked her this as well. But new football coach for the school. And here on the show, we've been talking about how Sean Lewis should probably go seek out people like Stacy Terry Hudson and Brian Dutcher. Do you know if the coaches get together? And do you know if the coaches are going to get together with Sean Lewis? I think they will at a certain level. I mean, obviously, they will be in sort of fundraising settings. Um, um, but I think, uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, one cool thing about San Diego state is, is it's, you know, it's a big time division one athletic department, but it still has that small town feel a little bit to it. And those coaches all know each other and they all respect each other and they talk. Uh, and I would, I mean, if I'm a coach, uh, I'm out there at Brian Dutch's practices all the time. I'm picking his brain about how he runs a, runs a program, uh, how he instills confidence in his players, um, and he's very he's very vocal, very candid about his method methodology. It's a little bit different than a lot of people, um, and and uh, how he doesn't sweat the small things. I mean, there was a there was a, a sequence yesterday in practice. I'll give you an example about why Brian Dutch is such a good coach. Um, they were just running a, a half court, you know, offense versus defense drill, and they have a thing where. If you get the offensive rebound, someone misses, you get an offensive rebound, you finish it every single time in practice. So you're in the habit of a game of finishing it, dunking it. And they missed like eight straight. They were just keep going up. Of course, Wicker Rope was there on the other team, on the scout team. So that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> you how good he is. But, so they missed one after another, after another, after another. And finally, somebody puts it in. I mean, they were like layups, one after another. Two missed dunks on the bottom of the rim. And... uh and Brian Dutcher walks over uh, to where I was sitting, and he, said, he goes, thank goodness uh, I'm not a stressed-out coach because I'd be losing my mind right now. Thank God I can laugh. And he just started laughing about it and went back, walked back over, and all right, next play. Yeah, you got to be careful with the Gweka rope on your scout team because that's going to lose. Everyone's going to lose their confidence with a Gweka out I know. there, man. He's, he's so, been so good. Yeah. He looks so good out there, and he's he's in shape. He's fit and you know he's doing stuff that that uh, yeah at a higher level than they're going to face in the game. So it's probably helped them a lot. Yeah, for sure. Last thing, Mark, we'll let you roll because I know you got to get up to La Jolla. It's five hours before the game. Uh, how's the Aztec bench coming along? How does Brian Dutcher feel? It's coming along. We know you've written about it. They're going to need these guys come conference play for sure with the altitude games, etc. Right now, I personally watching this team play feel. You know, pretty good with six or seven guys, but I don't know that that's deep enough. Where's the coach and where's the team in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing they got to do is get healthy. Uh, you know, now J-Pal's got the flu and Miles Bird's hip is acting up and he can't practice. And and so uh, that's held them back. You know, Demarche Johnson couldn't play uh, since the opener. He finally got a few minutes in the last game. I think he'll probably be available tonight and we'll probably see him a little bit tonight because – uh, there's a couple bigs at uh, UCSD. They'll probably need him to come in and uh, cover for a little bit. So uh, the first thing is they got to get healthy, and then they got to get some games under their belt. And I mean, it's coming along. I mean, they scored 23 in their last game. That was their season high. Uh, and to give you some perspective, last year's bench averaged 26 points a game, average. Wow. And this team's high is 23, and and then after that, I think it's 14. So it, it's it's been a struggle, um, and I think. You know, we'll reach a point probably in, um, in, you know, probably somewhere in the middle of January where it's either, okay, these guys can contribute and we're going to trust them or 
look, we just got to win basketball games. And if we got to do it with six guys, got to do it with six guys. The one thing about the bench that I will say is, is if Darian Trammell is still coming off the bench, he is starting to turn the corner here. And I think he's primed for a big game here, maybe tonight, uh, maybe in the next few games um, where you're going to see a, you know, a 20 point night from, from Darian Trammell and a six assist night and uh four steal night. You're going to see something special. He's starting to round back in shape and he is technically coming off the bench. So that is a bench player. Uh, but for the rest of the guys, it's still a work in progress. Mark, you're brilliant as always. How about the uh, Colorado State Rams, by the way? Huh? Uh, yes. Big I'm telling you, this Creighton, is, now they beat Colorado the other night. That's always shaping good for the Mountain be, West. I love when I see yeah, that. This is shaping up to be the best Mountain West, I think. I mean, it was, it's been good the last two years, but it could be either a tick better than that. Uh, and, and it might be going back to some of those Jimmer – BYU years when they had four or five really good teams because Colorado State is legit. Uh, obviously, we know San Diego State's played very well, and they're the favorite. Um, New Mexico, when they get everybody healthy, they've had some injuries, but they're starting to get healthier. They are going to be legit and really hard to beat, particularly at home. Uh, Boise State has had a hard schedule, and they've lost some games, but I think they're going to be a tough out. And Nevada has been surprising, and they went into Washington and won easily. So, uh, um, you know, those are five legit teams. And then I think the next three or four are the type of teams that you probably beat them at home if you're in the upper tier. But it's, it's no guarantee on the road. I mean, you could lose one of those games on the road. I, I think the winner of the Mountain West this year, an 18-game schedule, will have four losses. And there's an outside chance you could get a share of the conference title with five. Wow. I think it's going to be that competitive. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And what we all know, we shouldn't expect much from the Aztecs anyway. After all, they're not even a ranked team, for heaven's sakes. That's Don't right. get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> right, let me tell you team. something real quick about that with the yeah. ranked team thing. Yeah. If you're an Aztec fan, you should almost be rooting that they are not ranked next week. And I'll tell you why. You do. I mean, it's hard enough. They're going to play Grand Canyon, which I think is going to be one, maybe the hardest non-conference game or one of, one of the hardest games they play this season. They are really good, and that is one of the hardest places to play in the country. No one knows it. Uh, and and uh, if they are ranked, they'd never get ranked teams to come in there. It's going to make it even harder. So in a weird way, you probably don't want to be ranked going into Grand Canyon. Uh, it's going to be crazy enough as it is, but, I mean, that will put it over the top. So it's something to think about. Lack of respect still. Lack of respect. <laughs> <laughs> for Mark Ziegler and his Aztecs. No. Thanks, Mark. As always, have a great trip up to La Jolla tonight. Enjoy the game. We'll catch up to you soon. Happy holidays. Thanks, Mark. All right. You too. See. There he goes. Mark Ziegler, our guy on Aztec basketball. He is the man. Yeah, that was funny. Mike, he's probably at the arena already. It's five hours before the game. <laughs> Got to be a hardworking soldier. Hey, you know who's five hours before a game? Sammy Lev. Sammy Lev's that's what I'm used to. That's Every used single to. time. Yeah, Sammy's at the Padre game at, like, breakfast. <laughs> He's there. I think he posts a photo of the sun coming up every He's day. Has. He has <laughs> done that in the past, Sam Levitt, our guy. He'll be in Nashville next week yes, for the baseball winter meetings. Uh, we'll be here for a daily gambit an hour number two of Gwyn and Chris, otherwise known as... I'm not going to keep saying Yeah, it. please don't. All right, I won't. I won't give that person any more credibility. Thank you, because I'm not. Come on back with more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 